Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a podcast about reality television. I am David Chen. In the past, we have covered... Love is Blind Season 3 uh, here on this podcast. But today, I'm really pleased to announce that Decoding Reality is going to be kicking off our coverage of The Bachelor. The Bachelor Season 27 will premiere on January 23rd. And this season will feature 26-year-old Zach Shellcross, a tech executive from Anaheim Hills, California. Uh, I will not actually be covering the show regularly i will not actually be hosting this podcast regularly instead i have enlisted in the help of two extremely talented cultural commentators who i'm really pleased to introduce to you our audience to uh the world at large through the decoding reality podcast feed justin jordan also known as freddie's roommate on tiktok is the co-host of the screen studies podcast justin thanks for agreeing to tackle decoding reality covering the bachelor welcome I'm so happy to be here, along with my co-host, but I I do have a disagreement. David, I know you're going to be on this show again. I can just <laughs> feel it, because you're going to like it. You mm-hmm. you think you're not going to like this show, but I just know that you're going to love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, joining us also is Deja, also known as Deja Talks TV on TikTok, and the, co-host, uh, the other co-host of the Screen Studies podcast. Deja, welcome to Decoding Reality. I am so happy to be here and excited to be talking about... What will be a very interesting season of television? <laughs> uh, l- let me let me say before we talk about our, our thoughts on The Bachelor, though, I just want to like lay out some of, of what we're doing here, right, on Decoding Reality. First of all, you can find um, more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv and email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. 
Um, I'll pass on any emails about The Bachelor to uh, to Justin and Deja. Every week after The Bachelor season 27 airs, uh, within a couple days, we'll post a new recap episode uh, covering that week's episode of The Bachelor. So that's kind of what the structure of this podcast will be. It will mostly be Justin and Deja. Uh, potentially, I'll show up every now and then. But uh, I am really excited to hear their thoughts. I think their voices are really valuable. All that said... Let's get into our overall thoughts on The Bachelor. David, have you seen an episode of The Bachelor? I've seen some episodes of The Bachelor. Okay, Let's start by okay. talking about like our, our overall like impressions of The Bachelor. I was particularly uh, got caught up in the, the whole drama around, uh, I think it's Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell, right? Oh like, my gosh. Th- oh. That was kind of like my primary entry point into The Bachelor recently because it became such a flashpoint for a lot of stuff that was happening in our culture. Um and I mean, so uh, to me, this show feels like madness. <laughs> what I mean by that is David. the idea. No, 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 not in a bad way, but just like, just the idea that like you could find love in these uh, circumstances under this like very high pressure reality show where people are eliminated uh, and where there's like millions of viewers. Um, there's almost this kind of like collective mass delusion. Uh, that the people Mass participating. delusion, David, you're breaking my heart. No, I'm, not, I, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm saying like, mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. they're basically they're like, Hey, this, this is the way to find like true love. And it's like, well, I'm, I don't doubt that there's actually affection between a lot of these people, you know? Um, but, uh, it feels like at best a really challenging circumstance under which to date someone. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, to nurture this idea that, like, no, actually, this is a great way to do it feels uh, weird to me. Um, that said, I cannot deny it makes for really compelling viewing, right? It's a, re- it's a really compelling viewing experience because the personalities are all really uh, strong and the camera is able, able to capture uh, these pretty compelling moments of emotion and drama uh, generally. So I-, I understand why it's such a big deal in our society. But to me, it also feels like, Wow, it's it's just it's a weird concept that like super high pressure find love, and also we're gonna go out there and say like this is the best way to find love. When I'm like, uh, it feels like not really the best way. Okay, those are my thoughts. Just what is your relationship to The Bachelor, and why do you think it's so worthy of our pop culture dissection? Okay, here's the thing: I didn't start caring about The Bachelor until I was the same age as the contestants. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was growing up, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Deja. It's like uh, you you see it like in middle school and like this would never work. Uh, who would do this? Who who has time to just quit their job and go on a reality show? Don't they have careers and lives to get to? And now I, as I grew up with the franchise or started watching when I was 21, I was like, you know what? At 21 in my serving job. And I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind taking a couple months off to go on reality television and become a reality star. But anyway, I need you to do me a favor, David. Yes. I want you to take out some tin foil, <laughs> and I want you to fashion a hat. Uh huh. And I want you to put it on your head. Uh huh. For this, what I'm about to say, because I personally believe that The Bachelor is dating in its almost in its purest form. Mm, dating has always okay. been about like it's dating as performance. It's all performative. Mm. And now the sheen of it is just in broadcasted 
for mm-hmm. like millions to see. How many times have you seen someone get mad about what they posted on Instagram? That's dating as performance, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. who they follow on Instagram. But now it's just live and on television mm. for us to see. You know what I'm talking about? You're, you're, you're saying The Bachelor actually strips away the artifice from the situation. And now we are like witnessing what actual American coupling is like. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that The Bachelor it. What's the? It's a performance of our modern feelings of dating, or it's mm. a, a a like a a cosplay of dating. You know what I mean? It's what mm-hmm. we think of it. It's it's our reflection mm. of what romance is like about maybe like five years ago. You know what I mean? Deja, back yeah. me up here. You know what I'm talking about, Deja? No, I, I I agree with you. I think the Bachelor franchise in general has a way because it's coming from such a huge institution. It's been going on for now decades, and it's coming from ABC, all of that power behind it, all of that like representation of like the, you know, milk toast American family. And this is what like that mindset has to say about dating. This is what's acceptable for showing the world about American dating. So it is, it's so revealing about what we think and how we think. Um, I think in recent years, there's been so much conversation about what it's telling us about how race is viewed in dating. Um, but also just what, what, are, what are the red flags? What are the purple flags and watching people interact with the entire concept of love online, even through debates about different people, hearing somebody support certain contestants is like learning a whole, a whole new side of them. Like you think that's acceptable behavior you think that's love of your life material, mm-hmm. but it gives us a way to talk about it and to access it. And I'm not a huge reality TV person, as you know, Justin. Um, I came into the Bachelor franchise because I was like, all right, let me see what this is about. I'm going to turn it on for about five minutes, see if, see if it'll even keep my attention. And I was hooked because kind of to David's point, these people believe it's real. Like to yeah. them in this moment, this is the most serious thing possible. And even as I'm watching it, that very couple's probably broken up. But to <laughs> them, it's so real that as fake as the situation is, oftentimes you kind of look at them and you're like, you really just went through heartbreak. You've only known mm-hmm. them for a week and that's ridiculous, but you actually felt that. Um, and I think there's like a, there's a play of empathy and ridiculousness that goes on in it that... You know, I turned it on just for a second, but here I am doing a podcast about it. So there's clearly something. See, you got roped in. You got roped in. Nobody's too good for reality television. Come on. Do you guys ever see uh, Steven Spielberg's AI um, with Haley Joel Osment? There is this tagline for that movie that was like, his love is real, but he is not. And I think that's kind of what uh you're saying about the bachelor is like their love is real but they are not meaning like the circumstances and everything around it is not real right yeah. but their yeah. love is real you know These the emotion lying the, yeah they're not like yeah. they might be i think you put it really well justin it's like a performance of what courtship is right it's it's, it's like a heightened reality of what it is uh and i i, I do think there's something fascinating about that and deja great point too about like it's a great way to figure out, you know, what your friends actually think about love <laughs> because you can talk about talk to them about like, hey, did you think that was okay? What they did, what they said. Um, and obviously that makes for a great conversation, which we hope to bring to life in decoding reality. So, so Justin, um, 
here, here's my question. If uh, you're just somebody who's getting into The Bachelor, if, if you're a Bachelor casual, such as myself, you know, what are some things you think someone like me should be aware of going into season 27 of the show? Okay, here's here are some important facts. Usually, I guess maybe like eight out of ten times, The Bachelor is a previous contestant in the previous season. And Zach Shellcross is, he's a, Deja, what's the word I'm looking for? He's a, boring. he's a guy. He, he I, think I would never call him boring. So just, I'm just going to, I'm going to block that you guys out. I'm going to just speak to our, our Gen Z audience, especially Gen <laughs> Z who dates men. You know, when you show your friends a picture and they say, he's just some guy. That's Zach Shalcross. <laughs> just okay. some wow. guy. <laughs> Brutal. Okay, here's Brutal. here's what I went to like what I said earlier about how it's guy. a commentary. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. He's not gonna like hurt you or be mean to you. He's just some guy. But what I said earlier about like I guess the bachelor is a performance of dating. This is coming after several contestants of color or leads of color, if you will. Like trying the the bachelor trying to be diverse and cool and hip, and then they realize that uh, they're buckling under the pressure of trying to be woke, and then they had this thing of like let's return to form, and they casted Clayton, who is also just some guy, but he's a football player though. But when you cast just some guy without like with the mo- emotional maturity of a potato, he ends up breaking up with two women at the exact same time and then changing his mind, but then breaking up with them again, like the same week, the mm-hmm. same way. So so you're saying uh, <laughs> that you're talking about Clayton Eckhard? Eckhard? Yes. He is the um, previous bachelor. Yeah. He was in season 26 of the bachelor, which aired in uh, September of 2021 or which was announced in September of 2021. Um, exactly. I, yeah. So th- this is the last one. So th- th- in your opinion, Justin, a return to form because it was a return to some guy. They tried to, but it ended up disastrous. It was so bad. <laughs> Explaining the rose process really explains how, bad the last season of the bachelor Mm. was and kind of the position it puts us in now because for those who don't know at the end of every week of the bachelor is it week or two weeks it's a week uh they like to switch it up lately but usually there's a cadence to at a rose ceremony period of time they have uh, a rose ceremony where the lead Mm -hmm. gives roses one by one calls the name down of the contestants that they want to stay and they give them a rose and it's supposed to be so beautiful and so lovely and so great. And so every rose really means that they want you there and you get to stay another week and you don't go home and it's beautiful. Um, but as you get farther and farther, every rose starts to mean, Hey, you're in the top three women I want to marry. You're in the top six women I want to be with for the rest of my life. So you start to have more serious conversations, ideally. In the case of the last season of The Bachelor, Clayton's having these serious conversations and saying a lot of big and serious things to a lot of different women. Oh, God. And then... Mm -hmm. As you do. Choosing to break their heart at the same time. Like, it was, you know, 
more efficient, I guess. Um, so to, to constantly go through the process of being told that you are closer to being my spouse and then to be said, actually, no, is already a difficult part of the series in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Justin, you could even talk about what happens on dates and date roses a little bit, but that is already a difficult part for the contestants getting that far, getting that many roses towards the end and having your heart broken is so, a terrible yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Well, well what did Clayton worse? do? As you said, Deja, it's like a normal part of the process. What did Clayton do that made it worse than normal? He told all three women that he loved them. At the same at the same time, but there's this thing called the fantasy suite, you know, mm-hmm. where the bachelor or bachelorette gets a fancy little key, and they're like, "Would you like to go to the fantasy fantasy suite, which is an overnight date where no cameras are allowed, where you can do whatever you want?" And sometimes it's a big thing where it's like, "Did they sleep together? Did they not sleep together?" It's like a part of the game, right? Right? right. Yeah. <sighs> Clayton, after taking these women to the fantasy suite, professing his love to them, then sends Gabby and Rachel home at the same time. And they're like, what do you, what happened? I thought we were in love. And he's like, ah, uh, uh, we, I loved you differently. Uh, I think, uh, I loved you both differently. And it was a disaster. Disaster. There was tears. There was crying on stairwells. It was like prom night, twenty eighteen, all over again. Mm-hmm. That's so. Is it is it the fact that he's is it the fact that he sent two people like two people that he said he loved home? Like that's the that's the big. It's also issue at the is, same or, time. It is, yeah. Like by at that point, time, you should yeah. be having individual conversations. Right. Mm, but also, okay, okay. I learned this once I watched, um, you know, the Bachelorette for the first time because as I often like bring up when Justin and I are talking about this, coming at this franchise from a queer context is mind blowing. Um, and it, it, it's the stereotype of you hauling of going a little bit too fast. I didn't realize how important the, I love yous are in this mm. franchise and how specifically they tend to say, I'm falling for you or I'm falling in love with you. They don't pull out the big L until they're like ready to seal the deal. So mm. it's, it was also like misleading to bring them all the way to the fantasy suite. And then. To to dismiss them both at once like it was a, a conference call was bad. Fascinating. It's almost like there's a whole alternate language in The yeah, Bachelor that's developed. and like dating Pulling out the L word. Sure. Yeah. You, you said coming at this from a queer context, Asia, like how, how is that different from the context that you're used to um, using the big L word? Yeah, I think, I mean, in the specifically like sapphic context, it's just a stereotype that we'll – It'll be I love you on the first date, and the first date also mm. lasted three weeks, and now you're moving in together and you have seven cats. Very much <laughs> gotcha. on the extreme end of the spectrum. Um, but I think in general, from a queer context, queerness allows people to just kind of automatically think outside of the box for what dating has to look like. And then you have a show that kind of can't thrive unless everyone's very much in the box. Or right. else it gets right. too hard to manage and too hard to figure out. Everyone has to kind of agree on what a relationship looks like. And yeah. that's just not it's not a world I'm used to, but it's it's fun to observe. It's like the opposite of out of the box. It's like 
putting everything in a hyper box in this uh, in, in The Bachelor. So so uh, thank you for sharing that, Deja. Season 26 of The Bachelor was the one with Clayton. Apparently ended horribly, right? Is what you're saying, Justin. And then it spawned season 19 of The Bachelorette with Rachel and Gabby. Yes. Which you're, you're also saying didn't go very well. <laughs> Here's the thing. We... <laughs> Usually, usually in a perfect world, the show would protect their lead, make them look as desirable as possible. Like, who wouldn't want to date this eligible bachelor or bachelorette? They're amazing. But when you have two women, it's like you have an opportunity to have them get rejected in front of everyone. The lead, who's supposed to be like the lead, you know, (laughs) there would be many a times where a guy would say, hey, listen, Rachel, I know we, like, scuba dived off of a actual plane and swam with, like, dolphins and stuff like that, but my connection with Gabby is just greater. And then they go to Gabby's side, and then <laughs> they get eliminated, or vice versa. Like, hey, Gabby, I know we uh, did that thing where we picked out rings together, but... I just love Rachel more, and that's something that's never happened before, but... The show is coming, I guess, becoming increasingly combative towards its audience and especially its leads. Like, the show is, like, I guess, not protecting them. There's, like, whole Mm. things of, like, The Bachelor's like, hey, I woke up after this episode aired and I got a bunch of death threats (laughs) because I did, I sent so-and-so home, you know what I mean? And the show is not protecting them at all. Mm. So it seems like a combination of factors going on, like that the rejections happened at a higher frequency in this season of The Bachelorette than usual. Um, and that was partially because there's two people. So you have two people to get rejected. Exactly. Um, and then also, obviously, like as time has gone on, the role of social media has played a bigger and bigger role in reality shows. And um, stu- TV studios are just not doing a good job of dealing with it in general, I think. Right. They're not protecting people they're not like having people manage um their social media like uh, like hiring people to manage social media they're not um providing counseling service for death threats and stuff like you know like they're they're just unprepared it seems for the modern era right i i i hesitate to say unprepared or they are gleefully uh i guess (laughs) reveling in the destruction of their contestants Mm -hmm, i would not mm -hmm. say they're unprepared because they know it i remember Mm -hmm, one time mm -hmm. at like a tell-all which is like when they get all the contestants and like a reunion special uh they got their first black bachelorette rachel Lindsay, uh and she got on stage and she's a little like um back to school psa of like hey guys bullying is not okay do not stop sending death threats and using racial slurs to contestants. And you know what's funny? You know what the funniest part is? The very next season, or a couple seasons later, the the villains are getting millions of followers. The 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 this girl, what was her name? Shanae, was making fun of people's like OCD and stuff like that reveling in it millions of followers they brought her back for another season it i think it's a double-edged sword of the show being like you don't do it but we might ruin your life and you have to love it and you did and we'll bring <laughs> mm-hmm. them back again it's like so i wouldn't say they're unprepared 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They just don't maybe care. Maybe a ne- negligent is a better is a better. Ooh, for, for, yeah, that's yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> reckless. But, yeah, reckless. Very good. Very good. Um, so it seems like what you're saying, uh, Justin, is that they tried to kind of return after trying to go woke. They tried to return to form with sort of uh, yeah. more conventional looking. Let's say bachelors and bachelorettes in season 26 of The Bachelor and season 19 of The Bachelorette didn't go well either season, you're saying. Uh, mm. Now we're heading into season 27 with, as Deja put it, uh, just some guy, I think is the technical term you used. <laughs> that would be the technical term, yeah. So what are you kind of looking for, you know, when this season? Are you... Do you are you like this plane is crashing and I'm just going to hope we can witness more of its destruction as it goes down or are you hoping they're going to turn it around somehow like what what, what are you kind of looking forward to in season 27 of The Bachelor? Hmm. Deja, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I was going to say I was curious to hear yours because I think we have different things we're looking for, but um, I'm happy to go first okay. as well because um, as Justin knows, this is my first time that I'm going to fully watch a season of The Bachelor. I've Loved The Bachelorette, done a lot of analysis on that. Justin and I have talked about it. But The Bachelor, watching that many people want a man is <laughs> going to be new. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for it. And I I've really enjoyed in The Bachelorette how much it's also a look at kind of what does acceptable masculinity look like and how does acceptable uh, doing air quotes, masculinity, uh, perform under these scenarios. And I think I'll also get to see that with, um, again, quote unquote, acceptable femininity and how that performs. But also, even though Zach was just some guy, he was pretty charming in the last season of The Bachelorette. He would have his moments. Charming? Hear me out. Hear me out. What? He would be boring for okay. like right. 20 okay. minutes. And then he'd say one really nice thing. And you'd see their eyes like flutter and, and then he'd go back to being boring. And I don't know how these women are going to react to that. I don't know if they'll like it. I don't know if when he's in the spotlight, he'll show us that he's not boring. Cause that does give us, give him the potential to surprise us. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just interested in putting my little cultural studies hat and seeing how people gender and how straight dating looks um and also to see if zach will surprise us i I think he might just a little all right well deja taking the anthropologist perspective on the next season of the bachelor big thinking uh just justin what are you uh what are you looking forward to or not looking forward to as it were Uh, looking forward to okay i'm always watch it live i'll i'll live tweet it if you follow me at freddie's roommate (laughs) On Twitter, I live tweet the show. So if you're listening to this, hopefully you're like also watching The Bachelor with me. But I think it's important to note that that The Bachelor is not the only game in town. And they know that now. Like having two Bachelorettes was an attempt to like, I get get, get hip or try to compete with Love Island and stuff like that or Too Hot to Handle and all those shows about like extremely attractive people falling in love. But I think that the bachelor, I don't know if you remember the former host of the bachelor, Chris Harrison, the bachelor thinks it's like this regal. There's a seriousness and there's a regalness to it that like they legitimately believe that this is an opportunity to find the one that you're, you can fall in love with. 
And what that allows is conversations about social issues and things like that, that you don't see in other shows, you know, as is this white man who going to treat the black contestants like they always being like treated. They go home in the first couple weeks, you keep one to maybe like the final six, then you never give them a date or is he actually going to give them a chance? You know what I mean? How are these women going to interact with each other? Because I guess the time of getting millions of followers on Instagram is waning. It's TikTok now. And very few Bachelor people are good at TikTok. <laughs> I don't know if you follow a couple of Bachelor contestants on TikTok, but they're not, they're not, it's very hard for them to uh, adapt to the times, you know? So I guess, long story short, I'm curious to see how The Bachelor tries to stay alive this season because <laughs> they they need the help, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fascinating. Well, um, very interesting. I'm so excited for you both to cover this show on Decoding Reality. I guess uh, the only other thing is, should we, do, should we like speed run through these terms for, for people? Like, what do you think? Is yes, of course. Yeah. So what, why don't we do this? I'll ask you what the term is. So I'm, I'm a newcomer to The Bachelor. I'll <laughs> ask you what the term is. And then you can kind of define what it is or explain it better. Is that cool? Ready, um, set, all right, go. All right, all right. So you talked about roses. What, explain what a rose is again. A rose right. is a chance for the bachelor or bachelorette to advance you to the next week or next date. Mm-hmm. So when they give out roses, actually, is it like, let's say there's like 10 contestants left. Do they give nine roses and always one person is eliminated? Like, Or sometimes no. they give out 10, right? Or You can yeah. get it taken away. And there's this thing called the first impression rose, yeah, where that which is given on the first episode, usually of the bachelors or bachelorettes, like, oh wow, you really caught my eye. That's the rose you don't want. That's the rose you never, 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 never want because the bachelor hardly ever picks their first impression rose recipient. It's like the mm-hmm. kiss of death. You'll never mm-hmm. be seen again. Mm. It like you'll vanish like Thanos snapped as soon as you get it. But um don't get the first impression rose. Keep do an people eye on that. do people know this on the show? Like do they know that they they shouldn't get the first impression rose or do they kind of <laughs> pretend like oh They're it's great that I got to it. To have gotten it, but yeah. yes, there's always but they know, an unknown. Yeah. yeah, they they definitely know enough mm. about the show and we'll definitely talk about it more as we discuss the types of dates that happen. But a rose can be given to you at other points in the week than the rose ceremony. Yeah. Which, as Justin mentioned, that also means it can be taken away. Since the rose ceremony is mm. at the end of the week, if you go on a date and she, in this case, Zach is like, yeah, this is amazing. I really want to give you this rose. I see a future with you. And then on Wednesday, you do something. You might not make it to the end. <laughs> you might not make it. Just oh, like wow. in real life. Just like in real yeah. life. Um, yeah. So uh, you, you talked about how there's like a rose ceremony. There's stuff that leads up to the rose ceremony. There's like a cocktail party and then the rose ceremony. Like, uh, is there any significance behind the cocktail party? Okay. No, no, no. The cocktail party is the chance for contestants to like last ditch effort to like see if the bachelorette or bachelor loves them or not. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, hey, can I steal you for a second? And I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed our time together, even though we spent – uh, what time is it? Two minutes and thirty-eight seconds together. I just, I just hope I get a rose tonight. That's like the time, or fights break out, or arguments break out, and stuff like that. And the cocktail party usually, if the bachelor or bachelor is upset, 
they'll cancel the cocktail party dramatically. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and okay. like like much of the show, the co- they're not saying cocktail party just for fun. There are there are drinks, and there are sometimes people who drink too much. And in their last ditch effort before the rose ceremony, that can have a lot of impact. Uh, actually, throughout the show, there's usually a glass of wine in someone's hands, so that will always impact behavior to some to some extent. Um, one of the big deals of the show is the limo entrance, right? When people come in for the very first time. Oh um, my gosh, David, you have to watch the first episode. That's the that's where they are. It's the best part. One of the best parts. You ever remember American Idol, where like the where they would sing like really like cold call sing in front of the mm-hmm. judges. It's mm-hmm. the same thing, but people do weird things. They'll like do a funny joke. They'll give the bachelor uh, like a weird gift. They'll come out in like, what's it called? The mascot costumes. They'll come up with like giant cars. They'll fly mm-hmm. in from space just to impress this lead. Wow. Amazing. I don't know what about the space about part. The opportunity you're given. Like, <laughs> We're going to drive you up in a limo or something else of your choice. And you get to make the first impression on who could be your spouse. <laughs> and people usually make great decisions. A lot of people will go for the very simple, you know, they come out of the limo with their suit or gown, depending on the show. And they might have a cute little line they want to say. Um, you can tell they've all practiced. But others choose very ridiculous entrances. Some will be bold enough to, in the on the Bachelorette, some men are bold enough to ride in on a white horse. And good for you, I guess. They usually don't make it to the end, but they're trying. Um, always something. All right. Well, there's a couple of other terms. Um, there's a, a bunch of different kinds of dates, right? Group dates, one-on-one dates, and two-on-one dates, right? Um, so... What uh, what what is the nature of the dates that occur throughout the course of the season? Okay, the dates are the most important part because depending on which one you get, it could be good or bad. Everyone wants a one on one date, right? It's you and the lead. They think you're cool or cute enough, whatever, to get a one on one date. The whole time, the whole date is dedicated to you, right? But what you don't want, what you never want to be in, is the two on one. And they change them up every season. It's where two contestants go on a date and one leaves. Like, it's usually someone like a villain and someone they're arguing with. And the Bachelor or Bachelorette doesn't want either of them anyway. Like, they're like inconsequential players, you know? And one of them is going home after that date, no matter what. Some of them, sometimes both of them go home. It's very scary. You know, mm-hmm. but then you have the group date where it's like uh, half the cast goes on the date and you ha- try to like do some sort of like impression or game or win something to for your half of the cast to get some time with the lead. <laughs> and gotcha. that's it. Gotcha. Yeah. And where's the group date, even though it's not as intimate with the lead. Because you are sharing your time. It is it it's kind of where a lot of the like play of watching this happens. Because you have to try and impress this person while everyone else in the room is at the same moment. But it's also lower stakes in a sense, because at the end of the one on one date and the two on one date, there will be one rose. 
Like Justin said, at the end of the two-on-one date, one person's going home. The other one will get the rose. But also, if you're on a one-on-one date and they don't want to give you a rose at the end, you're going home. You can't have a just okay one-on-one date. It's either good enough that they want to see you again or you're gone. And that, to me, every time stresses me out. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm excited to watch them be stressed while I'm calm. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, well, I think those are most of the major terms. Anything else I'm missing, Justin and Deja, in terms of what uh, I should know going into season 27 of The Bachelor? Ooh, okay. I want you, hopefully you watched the first episode, David. Mm-hmm. I want you to pick out a couple people for me and see if you can guess who, because The Bachelor likes to fill roles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to guess who the villain is on the first night. That's one. Mm-hmm. Who the winner is. And who's the next Bachelorette. I want you to guess. Uh, well, the first two I can definitely try to take a shot at. What about who the be- next... What are the characteristics typically of the next Bachelorette or Bachelor that they use? Okay. So, it's this is part of the game of the, the whole show, you know? It can be anything. So, <laughs> mind you. Score yeah, they have to have helps. enough scenes... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Deja. Go ahead. A woman scorns definitely helps for finding the next mm. bachelorette, mm. but you have to be able to imagine America rallying behind her, because mm. that's what the that's what the Bachelor franchise is looking for. They're like, they need the Taylor Swift of reality TV, just absolute Americana sweetness, and they're gonna find it. All right. Sounds like a plan. Um, well. Season 27 of The Bachelor will premiere in uh, just a couple weeks on, I think it's ABC still on, right? Hell um, yeah. Yeah, January 23rd, 2023 is when the 27th season of The Bachelor will uh, will debut. And we'll be covering it here, here on the Decoding Reality feed. Justin and Deja will be recapping every episode, reviewing it, talking about it, speculating. It's going to be a lot of fun. DecodingReality.tv is where you can check it out. I want to say a big thank you to both of you for taking this on. I can't wait to... I'm going to listen to the podcast regardless of whether I watch every episode of the show because uh, I enjoy hearing you guys talk about stuff. Um, But thank you both for uh, for agreeing to do this. This should be a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. Looking forward to taking over the feed every week. Yeah, me too. Me too. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly (laughs) go wrong? Come on, guys. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Deja, are you going to be live tweeting with me or no? You know what? I think I'll do a live tweet the next day for the Hulu crowd. (laughs) See, we're covering all our bases. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Yes, if you want to live tweet with me, I'll do it every Monday. Live tweet with me with The Bachelor. Should be fun. Should be fun. Should be fun. Thank you both. 